0: Hello, hello, and welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. On today's episode, we have Jillian from Soberlicious Mama. I have to tell you, this episode is a doozy, so get ready and have a box of tissues handy. Jillian leads us through her life raising a daughter, getting remarried, and having two more daughters all the while getting sober and staying sober. Her journey is intense. And the way she describes motherhood, man, even I break down. So get ready to laugh, cry, and be inspired. Let's do this. Hi, Jillian, how are you? I'm good, thanks for having me on. Oh, of course. Of course. I'm so excited to hear your story. We were just yeah. chatting before we started recording. Uh, you're in Vancouver, as am I. And I wanted to know what's going on with you. You are a mom. You're sober. You're a writer. Mm-hmm. Tell us your story.
1: Yeah. So basically, my I got sober um, finally, January 19th, 2016. Okay. And um, so a lot has happened in the last like couple of years. It's been pretty amazing. I came into recovery in 2011. Okay, but um, didn't didn't really stay. You know, like I kind of you know I was kind of half in, half out, and you know, therefore, like spent a lot of time in those seven years relapsing and kind of getting a few months here, then going back out, and mm-hmm. it was a pretty painful seven years actually. <laughs> and uh,
0: so, what made you you know kind of keep going in and out of it
1: well i think like you know for me when i first got there the first meeting i went to was at the vancouver recovery club okay. and i'll never forget like walking up the steps with my twin sister and just being so like we were just like so done right i'm just so uh-huh. like oh my god like we need help but wait so um, you were
0: doing this with your sister that's so awesome
1: yeah. So like, she, so we were in our addiction together. We're twins. We moved to Vancouver when we were about like 18, just like after high school. Okay. And, um, you know, like typical, like, you know, we were, we went to high school in Chilliwack. Um, oh, okay. if you know that
0: town. Yeah, actually my Chilliwack. family, yeah, my family, oh, okay. uh, had a cabin up at Cultus Lake. So. Yeah. Okay. T- totally. Yeah, familiar. So you know it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We partied lots at Caldus Lake. Yeah. Oh, you sure did. <laughs> yeah. Was there you know, anything just else the typical, to do? like teenage stuff, you know, drinking and drugging and like, you know, just we hung out with people that were doing that. So it seemed quite normal mm-hmm. at the time. And then when we moved to Vancouver we were going to college and I remember like you know making a little pack with her and being like hey we're not telling anybody that we you know did any drugs or drank and we're going to make all new friends let's fresh start you know not knowing you have a disease and like you're wow, just taking with you. Wow, and you did this
0: with you. Yeah, you did this super young. Yeah, well, so you we knew, knew it, it was a problem. Yeah. Part of me. You knew it was like kind of an issue even at that well, age. Well, yeah,
1: like for sure. Like we we knew like I didn't know like anything about like the disease of addiction or the disease of alcoholism. I just knew that we partied hard right now. You know, we're going, we're going to college time you're, to kind of smarten up.
0: Yeah. You're going to buckle right. down and do what yep. everyone else yep. does. Be good girls.
1: And then <laughs> exactly. we got to Vancouver and it was like, Oh, well, here we are, you know, we're in Vancouver yeah. now. And I think it took yeah. like maybe three weeks and then all of a sudden we have like the same type of friends and the same
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: scene. Right. Oh yeah. So yeah, you know, it just follows you. And, uh, you know, I just, I remember making lots of different promises, lots of little packs with each other, like, okay, we can't do that again. And, you know, like what I know now about like the disease is that like, we, we, we can't stop once we put something in our bodies, we, we can't stop, you know, and we're, we have this allergy, like, you know, and, Hmm. uh, so, you know, kind of all bets are off type thing. And, you know, so we just kind of went in and out. But by the time we found recovery in 2011, you know, we went to that meeting. That's like when I the first time I ever heard the words like alcoholic, alcoholism, you know, the disease of addiction mm. um, and met other people that that were like us. Right. Like yeah, it was hopeful. It gave me like a little bit of hope. And even though I didn't stay and I, I'd, you know, come back once in a while, i I still had that hope, you know, and then I knew a little bit of the literature and a little bit more of the disease. And, you know, it was almost like um, when I'd be out for again for a bit, I would know that there's somewhere to go, like when shit started getting really bad again. Right, right, right. Use it to kind of get on my feet, like, because I was working um, in adult entertainment, like, as an escort. And so when things would get bad, and my drug and alcohol would kind of take over and kind mm-hmm. of, you know, like it does a number on you physically and all that. And I'd kind of go back to the meetings and back to the recovery like just for kind of selfish reasons. Okay, like let me just like clean up a bit so I can like, you know, keep doing this job, right? And then Yeah. You know, it was just yeah, like I said, one foot in, one foot out kind of thing and not not taking the program fully to heart, right? Like I wasn't willing to help anybody, like help others. I wasn't willing to change everything. Mm-hmm. right i wanted like i still wanted to escort and make money and do this and you know be like you know kind of self-will run riot mm-hmm. but then i still wanted like the meetings and the hope and the you know sobriety it just doesn't work that way for me right um so it was a, s- a long seven years to get that one year
0: cake <laughs> yeah. oh, t- hello i i hear you 10 years trying yeah. to get that one yeah. year. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i know <laughs> exactly right, but what
1: it's if you like do it, yeah if you're doing if you're doing the work and everything then you know that one-year cake it, it can be the only one-year cake you ever have to take right like if you're willing to kind of change everything and get that power greater than yourself right that
0: was exactly. that, I, that was what I was kind of lacking exactly totally mm-hmm. I love how, I love how you summed that up uh, I mm-hmm. wanted to touch base on um you said you were in like the escort business. Um, yeah. how was that and did that kind of contribute to your drinking and drugging or Yeah, I I
1: think so. I mean, I think it was a great place to hide my my ever-growing disease. I think it was a great place to kind of let the disease progress, right? Because yeah. you know, when you're traveling with clients and you're working with clients, there's often, you know, dinners and alcohol and Of course, you know, like yeah bachelor parties like there's drugs like yeah so it was a really great place to kind of like feed my disease and mm. um also feed my ego <laughs> yeah
0: know,
1: right to be honest so yeah you know of course being the classic you know selfish alcoholic self-centered self-seeking it was great my disease was growing rapidly <laughs> like, right in that in that industry yeah
0: and you, know. you had a perfect crutch like perfect excuse for why you were doing it absolutely so it and was i normal. do
1: feel Exactly. And I feel like looking back, it's like, uh, it definitely kept me from like hitting like a, a, a financial bottom. Right. It kept me yeah. sick for a long time because if things were going shitty, I just call one client and be like, oh, Hey, like I crashed my car. Like I need a courtesy car. Like, you know what I mean? I could use my sexuality and use, and you know, basically let people use me to get what I need. and wow. And not hit a financial bottom, right? Like when I came into the rooms, like I I still had things, right? Because I had money and, you know, I had material possessions, but I, what I didn't have was like so much more, like my bottom looks a lot different than a lot of people who lost everything, but I lost, like, I was like soulless, you know what I mean? Walking into those rooms. Like I was like, I couldn't look you in the eye. I hated myself. I was so used up. I let everybody use me, but God, you know, I was just... Right. It's like, you know, just ugh, just disgusting. Right. Like just just no self-esteem, no self-worth, just, right. you know, dying with my eyes open, you know.
0: Jesus.
1: That yeah, must have been so, like, so hard. People, well, yeah. And then when I, when you come to the rooms and you hear people share about, you know, losing their kids and losing their house and losing, you know, they lived on the streets on Hastings or whatever. Like that wasn't my story. Right. Like I still right. had stuff. But I, like it was all the internal stuff, right? And so mm-hmm. I think that's been the the greatest growth is like what I've gained on the inside from Alcoholics Anonymous or like recovery, you know?
0: Right. Which is actually I think in in my opinion harder because it looks good. Like you look happy, you look healthy from the outside. You know, you're not desolate, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and you know you should technically be happy because you have all these things kind of keep keeping you afloat but mm-hmm. you're dying inside yeah you're like it's just yeah. not working
1: no totally and I just I just like I yeah I can't even tell you what it was like when I would you know when you have a little bit of the you know you're a relapse or two it's so like when you mm-hmm. have a little bit of the literature and we have the knowledge but then we're trying to drink and drug it's like oh god you know like I remember yeah being so messed up and then all I can hear is, like, insanity, depravity, death, and, like, pieces of the literature. And I'm like, cut off. Yeah. I'm trying to do my lines. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you just,
0: can you just turn off for two seconds? Like, Jesus yeah, Christ. jails, institutions, death. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? Which oh, I'd been yeah. to all three by the time I came in, right? Like, you know, Oh, wow. Death. Like, the, the book does not lie, right? Yeah. And all this while, I'm trying to do this with, with my daughter, my oldest daughter, who you know, was, and, and my sister and her daughter, and we pretty much lived together in this, like, you know, in this addiction wow. and these poor little girls, you know, were suffering. Right. And yeah. like, we just kept, you know, we just kept making promises to them and, you know, we'd try for a couple of days, a couple of months. And then, you know, like then we just couldn't stay sober, not even for them. You know, if, if a mother's love wow. for their child was enough to keep you sober, we wouldn't have had to come to AA. You know what I
0: mean? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how did how did your addiction affect your children?
1: Well, my my oldest daughter, who is um, 11, she's going to be 12 in November. Mm-hmm. She, you know, obviously she was affected during the time. Right. Like, you know, mm-hmm. she she obviously couldn't trust me. She didn't um, know what was coming next. You know what I mean? Like she didn't know what to expect. Like it was very chaotic and and, yeah. you know, very neglectful right and that kind of thing and you know I I do want to say like I'm really one of the lucky ones like I have a great relationship with her today she is like the picture of resilience like she's just she's so resilient right like she yeah helps others she um you know helps other kids whose parents are you know suffering she babysits like um kids that when their parents are at meetings she's the babysitter at the church and stuff like it's just amazing it's just incredible like how it's kind of turned around you know what a great kid such a gift like she is such a little gift And then my other two daughters they've never like i mean they're babies right they've never seen me drink or drug and god willing they won't have to you know yeah
0: yeah definitely Mm -hmm. wow so how did you get involved in the program how did you get into yeah so
1: i well we went to that one meeting right and then uh you know we kind of just were hanging around the vancouver recovery club for meetings and things and then other Meetings, but like I said, like we were never really staying. My sister and I. When I say we, I mean my sister and I. And we just kind of, you know, we were kind of using the meetings. We were definitely coming to take, right? And now Mm -hmm. I realize today, being two and a half years sober, that we we do we come to take, but you know what? We we stay to give, right? So now, at the time, I'm not doing any of that, and at the time, I'm I'm escorting, right? And I'm not doing the steps because I know that if I fully complete the steps. I'll probably have that spiritual awakening that will say, "Hey, like I don't think your higher power wants you to be a prostitute." Like you know what I mean? I don't think yeah. this is the life for you. So I was too scared to do them fully and I was too scared to really be 100% honest with somebody. So I didn't have a sponsor. I kind of mm-hmm. just, you know, did the steps like, you know, Burger King way, like <laughs> make my way like, you
0: know. <laughs> Burger King Burger way, King that's sobriety. amazing.
1: <laughs> I heard that from my friend Tony Roberts. He won't care if I say his last name, but yeah, okay. he's hilarious, and he he always says like, "You can't do Burger King sobriety, you know? Like, oh my God! I gotta I have it that. your way. It's not how it works. Yeah. But then, um, that's you freaking know, in awesome. January. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> isn't it?
0: Yeah.
1: I so yeah. So I had been on some really bad tears. I met my now husband, mm-hmm. and he's not in the program. He's a normie. Okay. But he really like you know he was hanging around, and You know, he was loving me and my daughter, and then he was seeing kind of, like, the monster that I would become when I drink and drug, and he was, like, the first person to ever really, stick, like, stand up to me, like, you know, because nobody else stood up to me, because they're, like, they want the free drinks and the free drugs and the free, like, you know, the lifestyle of of, prostitution and escorting is totally something, you know what I mean? That's an an addiction in itself, right? That lifestyle. Uh Uh-huh. Nobody ever said anything to me before. And then here's this guy that I'm dating for a bit. And he says, you yeah. know, you're going to die. Like, you're going to lose your kid. You know, I'm going to walk. Like, you need to go back to those rooms and you need to get help or I'm leaving. And so, you know, wow. I, I went back and I, yeah, and I tried again. And then, you know, we had a, we had a, my second daughter, mm-hmm. um, and things were good for a bit, you know, but then that sneaky little disease, you know, mm-hmm. crept up and, you know, I picked up and off I went on a really destructive tear. And, you know, that tear basically led me to try to take my own life at Easter.
0: Oh, my God, 2015. Yeah,
1: you know, and I, they came and got me from the hospital the next day. And so like any normal person might be like, yeah, wow, well, that was like, I was in postpartum depression, like, you know, that happened, like, I'm never gonna drink and drug again. That's not the end of my story though, right? Because I'm a real alcoholic. So, right. you know, that didn't stop me. I was so filled with so much guilt and shame and remorse about everything I'd just done and put my family through that I picked up again, right? And I went off. Wow. And then, you know, yeah. And then in January, so like when I got clean here the last time, um, I was on this tear, you know, for a long time. My my husband was, you know, my, my daughter, like... Shay, you know, she had lost all trust in me. Like I was destroying these people mm-hmm. that love me. I had a baby. Right. And yeah. so my husband said, look, like, I'm going to hold your hand today and I'm not letting you out of my sight. You're going to go to the doctor. You're going to take an ant abuse and I'm going to hold your hand and I'm just going to get you 24 hours sober. So that's what he did. And then that night. I was tucking the kids into bed and somebody knocked at my door and it was car 86 and they were there, a social worker and a policeman and they were there to apprehend the children. I'm going to get emotional, but yeah. Yeah. So they came
0: because somebody had called obviously
1: because I was on this tear,
0: (gasps) but
1: by the grace of God, I was sober that one day. So I said, so my husband said, you know, she, she's um, trying to get well. She's sober today. Come inside. Let us talk to you. Right. We want to get her help. You know, she's a good mom. So they came inside and they didn't take the kids. And so it was honestly that, oh my moment, that moment, January 19th, 2016, that I had that gift of desperation. And I said, I'll do anything. God, please help me. And I've never worked again. I've never seen another client again. And I've never taken a drug or drink since then. And that was almost three years ago, you know. So grateful for that gift. Like whoever called social services, like
0: thank you. Right. You you know. Yeah. Thank you. And to those people for listening and not taking the kids, thank you too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm.
1: Thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just that you need that gift of desperation. I really feel. And when I work with other women, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I say like, you know, that that is a gift, like these things, right, that we might see as like, oh, you know, in our disease, we're like, oh, who the hell called? And like, how dare they? And all that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, It's No, like, thank you that I needed that scare to like really wake me up. Right. Because like, I won't be able to breathe without my children. And I know a lot of people in recovery that have lost their kids, you know, and my heart yep. goes out to them. Yep. You know, like, it's a terrible disease. Like, we won't stop. Like, it, there's no human power that can save us, right? Like, our book says, we're beyond human aid. Yeah. We must find a power greater than ourselves, right? Yes. And I choose to call mine God. I don't know about you.
0: Yeah, I'm down for whatever, Oprah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatevs. Whatever I'm listening to, listen you to so or hanging whatever, out with.
1: You know, it has to be a power greater than ourselves, and it just can't be us.
0: You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah yeah definitely bigger <laughs> than me <laughs> yeah yeah oh wow so where are you at today what's what's happening oh like in my yeah. recovery
1: yeah yeah so uh, you know i'll have three years in january god willing and i just kind of take it one day at a time but i i love the fellowship i love service i do a lot of service mm-hmm. um you know like chairing uh i chair a panel at heartwood which is at the bc women's hospital Um, I love that. I have sponsees who I love. They're like, they're like, you know, daughters to me. Like I just, and we're sisters, like we're just, we help each other. They help me huge, you know, Mm -hmm. and we're just like a good family. I have a women's group that I usually host in my home, although we take a break for summer and I'm actually starting a new meeting here in Vancouver, actually in October. Oh, Um, no way. I've chosen to call it page Thirteen. Cause I think page 13 is like the most important part in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Okay. You know, that's when Bill says, you know, I, he humbly offers himself to God and, you know, and to, to have and do with him as he will. And he talks about how he wants to remove all those defects of character and remove my sins, you know, have yeah. my newfound friend remove my sins, root and branch. And he has not had a drink since, right? So this meeting I'm starting is called page 13 and it's going to be at the Ebenezer Baptist Church on Saturday nights. Okay. at 7 30. So I'm really stoked for that. That's going to be like my, my fourth baby, if you will.
0: <laughs> Amazing. I yeah. definitely will come and check it out. I
1: love that. Absolutely. You must. Yeah. we will love to have you on. We're going to okay. have like a speaker at the end of each month, like the last Saturday of every month, we'll have a guest speaker. So
0: okay. i got going to hook you in for that. Uh, yes, I would love that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That is mm-hmm. so cool. And now Talk to me about your blog. Yeah, so the blog has been a little bit on hold just
1: because I had um, my my niece was in an accident. She was here at Children's Hospital for most of the summer with my twin. And so I was oh, kind wow. of, um, you know, with with them and stuff. So that's been a little bit on hold my blog. But what, what it is, is cool. just, you know, again, like how I use my Instagram, a platform for helping others for connecting with moms, with women, with men about you know, recovery and yeah. hope and, and you know that kind of thing. The blog I like to write about, you know, my favorite topic, which is obviously myself. <laughs> Still a selfish alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I do a little bit of funny writing. I do some dark stuff. Um, you know, it's kind of kind of tell my story on there. And then I mm-hmm. also, um, for Mother's Day, I was featuring a different mom each day of the month of May, of a different mother and their stories and stuff. So that was a kind of a neat month for my blog. Nice. Um, yeah, and then I'm co-authoring a book that's going to be coming out in the spring. Okay. Which is amazing. Awesome. So it's just one chapter of a book called You've Got This, Mama Too. And um oh. the main the lead author, her name is Sabrina Greer. She's amazing. And okay. the publishing house is um called Golden Brick Road Publishing. It's by Kylie hansen and she's like just the most amazing boss woman ever. So cool. she she only publishes women it's just no such way house of a place yeah it's awesome cool. so that'll be good I got lots of writing stuff on the
0: horizon and I will get back into my blog for sure yeah um but yeah that's so cool so what is what is um what are you writing a, about for the book
1: okay so it's um the first one was called you've got this mama and now yeah. this one's you've got this mama too oh, okay basically so I, I'm a co-author um there's 19 I believe 19 other co-authors so there's 20 of us called the mama tribe and then Sabrina Greer is the um you know the lead author and it's basically each woman gets a chapter and it's about her motherhood journey and I think Mm. I'm not sure if there's um other recovery moms on there but I think like my like my chapter obviously is going to be about that you know that that kind of darkness to light and you know parenting Mm. in addiction and what it looks like you know when your kids see you sick and when they see you well and you know what what my relationship and what my life like is like today as a mom you know a sober mom yeah right. it's
0: not easy no i mean right? being a mom but, isn't easy but being like sober too like trying to manage that yeah. Shit. yeah
1: it's pretty crazy and i've got three daughters and i'm just like you know one's like got the tween hormones going on the other one is the 3 major, and then you've got the terrible twos on set <laughs> like it's just oh, like wow. I, got, I got the best of all worlds yeah so <laughs> you know but i just and yeah so my chapter will be just kind of a more a little bit about my story and my motherhood journey and i think it'll be a really great book um you know it's so important for moms to to hear like you know you've got this like we, we will be there for you and be there for each other and you know this epidemic going on with all the you know the the alcohol and motherhood stuff like it just burns me up you know to see these like dumb slogans and these t-shirts and these you know like whatever like mummy's sippy cup and like Mommy's yeah happy juice and all that shit right it's like yeah. oh god so i actually speaking on that i belong to this um facebook group called rebel mamas and okay. it's like over 4,000 members they're like two of the coolest women ever in toronto nikita and alex and They have this group for moms, but a lot of them are normies, right? So when -hmm. when people type on there and post, you know, oh, my baby's teething, what should I do kind of thing, a lot of the answers will be, oh, pour yourself a bigger glass of wine and stuff like that, right? Because they're they're normies. They can maybe drink responsibly. But I thought it was important to have the conversation about what if you can't drink, right, to take the edge off with the parenting stuff. What does that look like? And how do we alcoholics parent and what kind of, you know, what kind of... um, things do we tap into to de-stress and stuff like that so i right. kind of bugged them for a bit to, to publish my article and they finally did so if anyone wants to look at that oh great you can follow yeah you can follow the rebel mama so at the rebel mama on instagram um mm-hmm. and then the facebook group i think is closed but the article was just printed like last week so it's pretty it's a pretty good article it's a good read if anyone wants to check it out Awesome. And actually, I've had a lot of response from that. I've got, I've gained like 800 followers from that article. of like Holy different cow. Moms saying like, hey, I don't know if I'm an alcoholic. I don't know if I have a problem, but, you know, mm. I've, I've been drinking a lot more lately or this and that. Or I've had other moms say, you know, good for you for bringing up this very important conversation. You know, I've had a totally. lot of good response from that article. So I really thank the Rebel Mama for printing it, you know?
0: Totally. I mean, there's so many moms and like celebrity moms which is i think even worse and harder to kind of like not go against but go um and voice another point of view because we have all these like celebrity moms like christian bell and um who else was was uh in on the whole mommy wine situation but basically oh, so many so many yeah yeah like reese witherspoon I, I love her and I follow her like on on every social media. But it's like, dude, enough with the mommy wine shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just become such a phenomenon. And it's like, yeah, no wonder women are feeling pressured to drink. Right. It's like, totally. it's almost I like mean, pushed on us. Like it's some sort of glamorous, cool, like wine club that we we must be a part of if we're parents. Right. It's like we don't need to drink alcohol to put up with our children, period. Yeah. You know. Another good account is um tell better stories. Yeah, I don't know if you know her, like, oh my god, love, right? Yes. Love. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Great. So
1: great. Yeah.
0: But like if yeah, Reese Witherspoon, it. who is like the brightest, like poppiest little amazing nugget of sunshine, and I I know <laughs> this because I have actually met her and been with her in person. If yeah. she has to drink and like is pushing this whole culture, like it just it kind of, like, makes us all think, like, oh, shit. Like, we're screwed. Like, what is going to happen? Like, if the happiest mm-hmm. person exactly. on the planet but needs but then to you, drink. on
1: the opposite thing, you have moms like Chrissy Teigen, who I love. Mm, who she's I love sober. her. She is? I know, love, right? And so I think it's just important to always, like, for us to kind of, that's why I like that at, um, at tell better stories, because mm. she will call people out, like, outright, right? Yeah. Like, and just... With these messages that that we're we're getting as women, and like, you know, of course, like who like wouldn't want to pour a glass of wine after putting the kids to bed in a long day, and just put your feet up and have your glass of wine. But that's not the case for a lot of women, right? Yeah, like it can quickly spiral
0: out of control. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like a couple couple glasses lead to a couple bottles lead to like oh maybe I'll just do a little Adderall because you know I have to power through while the kids are working. Yeah it's super slippery i know
1: like you know oh for sure such a slippery slope so that's why i think talking about it is so important and i mean like i said in the rebel mama article like if you can drink like a normal person like our hats are off to you totally but this is about the people that can't Mm. right and like just to be present for your kids you know i spent so many years neglecting Shay my my oldest, because like you know drinking and drugging was more important, you know, and it doesn't matter if like you know I wasn't you know physically abusive or whatever, neglect is abuse, right, and she was definitely neglected mm-hmm. growing up, and I mean it's sad, like she she used to have to ask me if she could have a sip of something that was on the table because you know often it contained alcohol, you know it was disguised in like a pop bottle or yeah. whatever, and that's just heartbreaking, like my kid shouldn't have to ask me if she can have a sip of something right. you know, or she shouldn't have to. Worry if I'm home with my sunglasses on because I just forgot to take them off and I've got groceries. And my, you know, she still gets a little bit upset. She'll be like, "Oh, mom, like take your sunglasses off because she wants to see my eyes, Aww. right?" And um, you know, there's damage there. Yeah. You know for sure. And now, like the gift too is like when I say I'm going to a meeting or I say I'm going somewhere, she's beginning to trust me. You know, two and a half years later, she understands that when I leave her, I'm going to most likely return in the same state I left her mm-hmm. in, right? So she'll wait up for me and stuff. And then she's just so, so happy to see me, like, arrive home when I said I'm going to be home. And it's just all about building that trust back, yeah. right? And just helping her um, have a safe world and and understand that, like, also that forgiveness piece, too, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's just, yeah, she's very forgiving. and And I have a really open dialogue with her because there's things that she might remember that I don't and she might want to talk about them and instead of being bristly because it's uncomfortable or it makes it brings up that guilt and shame for me I don't I don't shush her I'm not like oh Shay yeah but I'm different now like you don't have to talk about that I'll be like you know what that must have been really scary for you sweetie let's talk about that you know so I think it's really important for when moms are in recovery to have an open you know dialogue with their kids and also like if you're comfortable, like bringing them to meetings, like I, I bring all my kids to the meetings, like the babies will just grow up in AA. They won't even know yeah. any different, but I think it's, it's important, mm-hmm. right. For, for it, we've carried so much guilt and so much shame for so long. Like, why should we have to carry it now? Like, let's be open and let's be honest and, and let's live with integrity and, and grace and show our kids like that recovery is possible. Totally. You
0: know?
1: It's so important. Cause you know, I'm not the only one recovering, you know, my husband's recovering. From everything I've done, like my my oldest is recovering, right. you know, and so like our family's recovering and uh, it's it's a beautiful thing, but, you know, we don't need to be having that guilt and shame anymore, you know, and, and we can recognize and validate their feelings and say, yeah, you know, like mommy really hurts you. And that must have been really scary for you in certain times and recognize it and then talk about what's different now and how today looks, yeah.
0: you know? Oh my God, you're such a good mom. <laughs> Can you be my mom?
1: (laughs) You know what? I can actually, oh my God, I love you. I can actually say, yeah, I'm a good mom today. Today I'm a good mom.
0: That's, you know? God, that's really amazing. It's really beautiful. Oof. Oof, Mm -hmm. Getting all, getting emotional here. (laughs) Imagine us (laughs) feeling. What what is this liquid? That's a beautiful thing too, you know? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it's so unfamiliar, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about your husband and how amazing that is. Yeah, that he, he's pretty amazing. He really stuck it out. Was there. there.
1: Yeah, and he did. Yeah, he stuck it out and he, he's been through a lot with me. He's um, so strong as well. And, you know, what I really admire about him is, like, for anybody that's in a relationship where, you know, they're with a normie or whatever, like, he, um, really wants to understand the disease. You know, he really tries to, you know, he'll read stuff with me. He'll kind of, I I tell him about like my step work or like things that we do or what the steps are all about. And although he doesn't really want to go to like Al-Anon or anything like that, that's just not his thing. He, he does want to learn. So I do share quite a bit about my recovery with him and he's super supportive. Like he used to, um, let my my women's group be hosted in our home and he'd always like have to take off and go to the gym you know and like you know but he knows it keeps me sober right he's like encouraged me to do this meeting like open this new meeting at the church by our home and you know he he hangs out with the kids a lot so I can go do my service work and he's just super proud of me you know and like I think it's cool too because like he did see me so sick because I think I, you know, I have some friends who are like, oh, well, my husband doesn't really get it. And he'll just be like, oh, well, you can have a beer. Yeah. Right. But for James, my husband, like he's he he knows yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, that crazy monster can never come back. Like we don't have alcohol in our home. Oh, we just cool. I choose not to have alcohol in my home. So um, that's one of our rules. Okay. And, you know, when we go out for dinner or something, you know, he's welcome to have a drink. He's not really a big drinker anyways. But if he goes out with his friends and stuff like they definitely tie one on and that's fine. Right. right? It's, um, it doesn't bother me at all, but I think the alcohol in the home is a, is a good rule. It's just out of respect. Right. Totally.
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. that's so cool that he's Mm -hmm. so respectful and just so supportive.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. It would be hard to be with somebody that doesn't really understand it or they're just like, Oh, that's your thing. Not my thing. Or I, I can't imagine what that would look like.
0: Yeah. Well, definitely don't marry him. (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) yeah and and i know i love we always have like little jokes about my isms because you know obviously you know it's not just about putting down the drink and the drug like we still have to deal with us right which we're like you know our our minds and stuff can be a little (laughs) crazy so he'll be like oh hey honey like texting me like how how are your isms today i'm like oh they're under control for now you know (laughs) (laughs) we just joke around and then yeah you know like yeah. He's just, he really supports me and, and I love it. Right. Like, it's yeah. just great for him to encourage that because I've also seen people kind of grow apart because they change a lot. Right. Like it's such a journey sobriety is right. And, it, and Absolutely. you can sometimes grow apart instead of growing together, you know? Yeah. But he always tells me the sexiest thing about me is my sobriety. So I'm like, I love Aww. you. That's the best compliment ever. That is the best compliment.
0: That's amazing. That's right? am- like, where did you find this guy? <laughs> I
1: know, <laughs> amazing. right? I know. So He's cool. amazing. He is. Yeah, I'm pretty cool. lucky. I'm pretty lucky. We're going to go to Hawaii next month for our anniversary, our one year of marriage anniversary. Oh. So that'll be good without the
0: kids. Oh, right on. Yay. Yeah.
1: And there's some awesome meetings down there. We always stay in Kihei and I've, uh-huh. I always go to the same meetings and they're just incredible. I just love the vibe out there for the meetings. Yeah. It's so fun to like, Go different places and want to like discover meetings. Like, who would have thought that's what you want to do on your vacation? But I totally do.
0: (laughs) That's so cool. I never even thought about that. Yeah. Interesting. Oh my god,
1: you should. Like, me and my sister just got back. We she's sober now too. She'll she'll have four years in October.
0: Oh wow! Um, So we went for
1: our fortieth birthdays. Just yeah, on the August long weekend, we went Mm -hmm. to California together and we celebrated our 40th birthday and it was the first time we'd ever been on a plane together sober it was the first time that we've been together for our birthday sober wow. and we just had the best time we went to like we rented a car so we went to yeah. a lot of different spots in California and we went to a meeting in each area and we went to this one in Santa Monica mm-hmm. through the Pacific group. I don't know if you ever listened to speaker tapes, but Clancy is a good one. He's the one that started it. Okay. And he was there. He's like 90 something. No And there way. was 300 people. It was on the Santa Monica college campus, 300 people. Whoa. And I was like, whoa, this is so huge. And he was like, oh, well, you should try our Wednesday group. That's so big. It has to be at a synagogue. And no. there's 600 members. Yes. What? So... Yeah, AA is alive and well in California. Oh, yeah,
0: it definitely is. I mean, I have clearly been going to the wrong ones in California. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Stick Stick with me, girl. 100 people? I know. So there's
1: like 30 people doing the coffee and like 10 basket carriers. Like, it's nuts.
0: Whoa. That's like a full-on church. Or like a small city. It was so big. I know. Totally. That is very, very cool. Let's kind of wrap it up here. Sober mommy, what do you have? Now we're talking with English (laughs) accent. Let's
1: wrap it
0: up here. here. Uh. As you do. (laughs) What advice would you have for for sober moms? Maybe they drink a little bit too much, maybe a glass and a half, two glasses that lead to a bottle. Mm -hmm. Maybe think they have a problem, maybe don't. What uh, advice would you give to them?
1: Well, I think like, you know, it's, everybody's journey is different and, you know, that's what I try to do is like, you know, just carry the message and, you know, it's kind of that attraction, not promotion piece. Right. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. if you feel like you're having a problem and most of the time you'll know, right. And you'll, and your kids kind of already know and stuff like that. Um, you know, I think. For sure. If you're not sure about like going to meetings and of course we can't diagnose anybody as alcoholic, you know, if you're not ready for meetings, mm-hmm. I think Instagram honestly is a great place to meet some really great sober people. There's a lot of good sober accounts on Instagram. I, I quite like how it's a platform yeah, or it can be right for sobriety, for motherhood and just kind of connecting. Sometimes it's easier to connect with strangers before you actually start reaching out to people that you know. You know, so just like messaging people and accounts that you admire or people like I'm always here as well to help if anyone ever wants to go check out a meeting or just chat on the phone or have coffee. Um, And I know a lot of people on Instagram Mm -hmm. are like the same way, right? Like willing to help and to and to be absolutely it's such a community. Right. And like for my home group, for example, my home group is on Sundays. We meet at the Vancouver Orlando Club. It's called Trinity and it's at 10 Mm a.m. There is so many babies, so many moms, so many kids. Like, it's just such a great place, right? It's just, it's basically the family so afterwards. Like, oh, it's amazing. And I think, like, you know, not to give advice, but for suggestions. Like, if you've tried to quit on your own and you can't and you always find yourself picking back up, like, you know, you probably need mm-hmm. more help than than you realize. And I think, like, what we have to absolutely. do. absolutely, Yeah, and I think what we have to do, first and foremost, is to get rid of that shame and guilt that we already carry as moms, right? Like, and not just about drinking. Like, we are constantly right. having that mom guilt about everything, right? So we need each other. Right. I we, mean,
0: you're so, you supposed to be like a superhero. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's,
1: and we need, we need each other. It's not sustainable.
0: It's not real. No. Yeah. So like building a community of
1: women around yourself that, you know, like, that you like, that make you feel good about yourself when you're with them, that you can trust, you know, like building those intimate relationships and human connections are so valuable and so vital to recovery, right? Like the tribe of women that I hang out with, yes. like they're, they're moms and they're not moms and they're just, but they're amazing women that we are all on the same path and we're all kind of like, you know, just, it's just like there for each other, you know, I think it's so important. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, as far as advice, like it's, it's all about like, you know, that kind of that willingness, you got to have that willingness. And if you want a better life, like there can definitely be a better life for you. You know, if you want to parent more present, you don't want to wake up feeling foggy and fuzzy. You know, you don't want your kids to feel like a burden or a chore, you know, like I'm definitely here for anybody that wants to PM me or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. there's so many meetings in Vancouver. If you're from Vancouver, right. (laughs) Vancouver has like probably a meeting every couple hours just check it out give yourself a yeah. chance you know
0: and i didn't know like i'm I'm staying with my mom in in new west mm-hmm. i didn't know like new west is like recovery hub it's crazy out here totally. no they even have have you ever totally. have you heard of a uh, like recovery recovery
1: day or something yeah
0: like it's a whole festival of based around recovery yeah
1: and yeah i think last year they had biff naked biff naked was one of the performers because she's she's in recovery
0: and matthew good is is uh playing this year yeah there you go oh you're right in the little heart of the whole like new west recovery oh it's amazing and literally the festival is happening um like four blocks away from my mom's house Oh, like, no go figure amazing like, i how did i you've got like vip access. oh absolutely we're gonna have an after party at my mom's That's house awesome. <laughs> yeah whole, whole <laughs> totally. thing
1: isn't it neat to be at your mom's you know yes. and your your mom's trusting you to be at her home
0: yes yeah um right just like yeah it's it's di- <laughs> the gifts of sobriety yeah, i mean it, it's difficult um you know i like you had conversations with your daughter and it could easily go you could easily be like, well, I'm not that person anymore. I'm not, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um, I think for yeah. me, you know, I feel like I have changed and I have, you know, done the work and maybe necessarily, um, you know, I, I live in LA so I don't see my family that often. I see them maybe once a year mm-hmm. and now I'm living with yeah. them. You, you know, it's a completely different right. situation. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's almost like getting to know each other again. Absolutely. Cause you're, you're new, right? Like, you're like yeah. brand new. And also, yeah.
1: you know, brand for, new for them. It's, it's new to see you brand new. So I think that's where we also have to kind of apply those spiritual mm-hmm. principles in our daily life because of relationships, yes. you know, and the family dynamic can be really tricky. Right. So you got to navigate that. And I, yes, yeah. that's good for you to be able to recognize like, okay, this is a little difficult, you know, at times, right. It's not all going to be roses.
0: Yeah. No. No. <laughs>
1: Absolutely not. Yeah.
0: I mean, the roses have been roses, and then they've died, but then they've come back. <laughs>
1: yeah. Now it's thorns. Yeah. yeah. And now... Little, little cool yeah.
0: pricklies. Now we're on to a different flower, and, you know, who knows? <laughs> yeah. It's
1: always I evolving, it. which is great. Exactly. Just keep tending to your garden.
0: Yes. Yes. Oh Jesus God, yes, help me. Um <laughs> It is
1: like being brand new. It's like we're discovering everything for the first time, you know?
0: Yeah. It's beautiful. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. What a gift. Such a gift. And you are a You know, gift. like if we
1: didn't Yeah, and and you're such a gift. And if we didn't stop running the show, like we would have missed it all, right? So Totally. I'm so glad that you had me on. I love chatting about recovery.
0: Well, thank you so much. And your, like, mothering your kids is amazing. What you do and how you act with your kids is just incredible. Like, I was brought to tears. Thank you.
1: Thank you. That means a lot so to me. So nice.
0: So great. Wow. You have to hand it to Jillian. That is some story. Thank you for being so open and honest. And your bravery is It's just incredible. Thank you to all my guests. You guys have been so amazing so far and I can't wait for what's to come. As always, thank you so much for listening. Couldn't do this without your love and support. Please make sure to comment, rate, subscribe and let me know how you like the podcast. I love hearing feedback from you guys. And don't forget to check us out on social media. You can check out the blog. At a on Instagram and Facebook at a Sober Girls Guide. Have a great day.